Many churches and believers set aside time for prayer and fasting at the beginning of the new year. This begs a question, what's so spiritual about going hungry? Dr. David K. Bernard explains what the Bible says about fasting and why an empty stomach can bless your soul. Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first-century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. Thank you for joining us for this episode. It's January, and it this just seems like the time of year when every church in the United Pentecostal Church is calling for some sort of special fast. I, I heard Terry Schock joke once that he hoped Jesus comes back in January because that's the month when most of us are, are ready to meet him. And a lot of churches are asking their members to participate in some sort of fast. It might be what we call a Daniel fast. It might be some sort of 40-day fast, and, and there's all sorts of variations on it. But I guess the question here is, what does the Bible say about fasting, first of all? But maybe maybe to put it in a sort of a humorous way, what is so spiritual about going hungry? Uh, what effect do you think that, that fasting has on the individual believer, but also on the church corporately? Certainly, uh, fasting is a biblical teaching and practice. Now, it's interesting. You don't have a command in the New Testament, fast. It's just assumed. The Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, when you fast. So he's assuming believers are going to fast. He doesn't have to tell them. Uh, and then he gives guidelines, you know, don't boast in your fasting. Don't make a public show. Don't tell people you're fasting. Don't go around with a mournful expression and unkempt appearance so everybody will ask what's wrong with you. You know, you're suffering so much. But because you're not fasting for show, you're not fasting to prove you're spiritual, you're fasting for a spiritual purpose. So while there's so there's no specific statement of how often you should fast or anything like that and i would say uh people that look at fasting to earn favors with god that's a wrong approach that's not the purpose of fasting we don't fast to earn salvation to earn blessings or to earn points with God. We don't fast so that God has to do something. God doesn't have to do anything. I don't care how much we fast or pray. And nor is fasting a mechanical thing like a vending machine. You push enough buttons, you put enough money in, you get the answer you want. If you're fasting for those reasons, that's a, a mistaken approach. All of God's blessings are by grace, and all of our prayers should be in accordance with the will of God. We shouldn't try to manipulate God. If it's not the will of God, we shouldn't want it. Our prayer should be to align to God's will, not to convince God to do our will. So, but what the, but obviously throughout the Bible, there are examples of fasting. There are instructions about fasting. So it is a significant practice. Here's what I think fasting really is. It's a way of establishing spiritual priorities and spiritual discipline. You see, it's fundamental to human nature, the instinct for self-preservation. And uh, so, so if we're hungry, you know, our, our mind, our body is geared towards, I got to have something to eat. And of course, uh, eventually, if we don't drink water, we're going to die. If we don't eat food, we're going to die. So it's a necessity. When we fast, what we're doing is we're saying, I'm setting aside temporarily my physical necessity because I have a greater spiritual need. And I'm disciplining my 
physical desires because I'm trying to train my body and my mind, you should do the will of God regardless of your physical desires. So the the aspect of spiritual discipline is that if we can learn to control our physical hunger, then we can learn to control the lust of the flesh. And the idea of spiritual priority, if we can set aside even our most basic needs for a moment to see God, then that will increase our faith and increase our ability to, to hear from God, to be sensitive to God. If we can set aside all distracting calls, even from our own body, we'll be more sensitive to the call of God. Now, for that to be fulfilled, I think it must be a meaningful fast. Normally in the, in the Bible, fasting is either no water or food or at least no food. Now, the, the so-called Daniel fast, I'm, I'm not against anybody who will make any commitment or sacrifice or discipline. Actually, I think in Daniel's case, he was just avoiding eating unclean food. It wasn't really what we think of as a fast in that sense. And I am a little concerned about people who have, um, you, know, you know, that uh, will say, okay, I'm going to fast from food but not liquids, and then they use the blender or the the food processor to drink you know, pretty much full amount of calories, but just drinking it, you know, so you're kind of playing games with yourself there. Now I would, so I would say normally um, you should fast from food completely. Uh, If it's extended fast, or if you have physical limitations, then maybe it needs to be moderated in some way. And as long as it's a meaningful commitment in your life to God, I think, I think God accepts that. It, it, the purpose is spiritual discipline and spiritual desire, spiritual priorities. One thing I did, uh, and, and at various times you do various things, but my most normal thing is uh, if you're working and have a heavy schedule, it's hard to go without food for a long time or unless you're gonna willing to set aside time for prayer and fasting, which is a legitimate thing. But an easy way to have a regular fast once a week would be to eat dinner one night, say like Wednesday night, and then fast until the next dinner Thursday night. So it's approximately 24 hours, but yet you're pretty much able to function that day and do a regular schedule, but you're fasting one day a week. Or another practice might be once a quarter to take two, three, four days and just block that out. Uh, I do think having a regular schedule of one day a week or several days a quarter, or the pastor may call certain times a year. And I think the beginning of the year is a great time because that's a normal time to focus on spiritual priorities. Uh, I do think a regular schedule is because it's all about discipline. So having a regular schedule helps you maintain that discipline. Um, and, and so I think, uh, again, you shouldn't advertise it or glorify it, and you should use sound medical principles, good medical advice. If you go on extended fast, you should break that, wean yourself off of that fast gradually. Uh, so we're not saying to, to harm your body, but as, uh, intermittent fasting can actually be good, can be healthy for your body, to purge your body. But our primary purpose is not health benefits. Our primary purpose is, is to focus on the Lord. And I think prayer and uh, fasting needs to be coupled with prayer. So part of the the fasting helps you uh, establish your spiritual priority and helps you to deny the flesh. But you need the positive side of seeking actively seeking God. So if you're not praying, fasting can actually be a detrimental thing. Uh, I do think in some sense fasting opens you up to the spiritual world. 
So if you do it for the wrong reason, for pride, or you're not really praying, well, then it can actually open you to a negative spiritual influence. That could be bad for you. There are some people who are worse off after a fast because they've opened themselves to the spiritual realm in a negative way, and they've allowed pride to grow in their heart. So I think fasting has to be done for the right reason. And certainly there's a time for a corporate fast. The Bible has examples of that. And often the pastor will call the church to corporate fasting. And maybe he will ask different people to take different days so they'll have an extended time. Or maybe he'll ask everybody to take one or more days. And I always, as a pastor, would when I would do that, I would say, you know, do what you can. And uh, if medically or physically you're not able of doing as much as others, we'll just do what you can. And God will honor that. And uh, and I would usually uh, have a flexible time. And I would usually ask them to spend a little extra time in prayer. Maybe the time you save not eating, maybe you can spend that extra time in prayer. And I have found that if if fasting is a regular practice in your life, I do believe it's beneficial for, for your spiritual discipline and uh, seeking after God. And certainly this is a great time of year. If you didn't, if you haven't practiced fasting prior to this, hey, January is a great time to start some new habits and institute that regular discipline. And if you're not used to it, the first day can be agonizing, but actually by the second or third day, it, the hunger seems to diminish. So just you just have to be tough and push your way through it. And uh, normally, I think it's okay to have water and breath mints. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share Apostolic Life in the 21st Century with a friend or family member. And make plans to join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.